0: At Singing Waters, how is everybody? I'm so excited that, um, as you can see, I am no longer wearing a sling, and I don't even have my splint on. I only have to wear it for just a few more days, so I'm really excited about that. Enough of my little world. So I hope this message comes to you and finds you in a good spot. And there's a lot going on in the country. There's a lot of a lot. of a lot of division. It's a wonderful time for the Christian body to just kind of rise up and being kind. Mm-hmm. And looking at ways to connect and bridge and build up people instead of tear them down. So um, I hope that's a good space where you're in. How are how, how you doing, babe?
1: I'm doing good. You ready to doing share well. your message yeah. this
0: morning? What's your message on tonight? Well, I know, I'm just you know, feeding them here.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to basically catch up with what I've been sharing. Um, the series has been A New Humanity. And today's Mm -hmm. part four. All right. Uh, So what I wanted to do is I just kind of wanted to tap on a little of of what we've talked about. And then from there, hopefully kind of get you up to speed. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the scriptures that has been a huge part of this uh, series is that it says in Corinthians 15, the one sent from heaven has a race Mm -hmm. of heavenly Mm -hmm. people who are just like him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, what my wife was saying about what's happening all over this country and a lot of people... Uh, are, are divided and going back and forth the the, the race of Adam mm-hmm. you know the race of Adam uh, they're the ones that decide what's good mm-hmm. and what's evil they're the ones that decide if you're in or you're out they're the ones that decide this or that mm-hmm. and so but there's a there's a, another option and that is for us as being a part of This new heavenly race, in a sense, you know, new heavenly people who are just like him, trying to be Christ-like. And so Jesus, he came to show us what it's like to be human. And the way he lived, that was the way he had uh, showed us, he modeled that, how we are to live and how we're to treat one another. Um, And then part of what he was talking about is the image. Mm-hmm. He was speaking into the image of people, you know, and he was ra- raising them Trying up. Trying to
0: raise them up because we're really made in the image of God. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so then, you know, here we are um, in the middle of this pandemic and it seems to be getting worse right now. And, um, and yet at the same time, finding how we're reacting. And, and I think one of the unfortunate things is because I think because we've been cooped up so long, um, that's probably adding to the problem and then the mm-hmm. pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, What am I going to do with my job? Is my job going to be there when I get back Mm -hmm. if they open up and what have you? Hearing about all these different things that are going on, it's, it's, you know, it could be pretty, um, pretty difficult Mm -hmm. thing to deal with. Another thing, too, is the racial injustice, as as you know, um, what happened um, to this man that was killed by a police Mm -hmm. officer and all that. And it's raised up a lot of ideas and there have been others, you know, he's not the only one. There have been others over the years, you know, but now even more so, the, the focus is becoming more laser-like. You know, people are asking the question, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do to change this? How do we change this? And so, um, and so I think the key, first key I, I talked about is we need to remember that we bear the image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we have that, and that's where we need to start from. And, um, and that's why it says the, uh, a new race or a race of heavenly people who are just like him and so the new human uh, feels others' pain. Uh, the new human is very aware of what's mm-hmm. happening to those around them. Um, the, the, this person also immediately responds to help, to help alleviate the pain. And then they also have like solutions. They work on solutions so it doesn't happen again. And I think that that's where we are. And mm-hmm. um, last week I talked about, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a... a, a just a differentiation of what a peacekeeper and a peacemaker is. And, and uh, I know for myself personally, I, I have struggled with being just a peacekeeper. Uh, it's so much easier for me to just say, you know what, I'm out. And then just leave, you know. Because I don't want to confront or I don't want to deal with the situation. It's like, I don't need to be here. I'm gone. Whereas a peacemaker says, no, no, I'm not leaving. I'm going to change this. And so I talked about that. That's good. The peacekeepers uh, seriously do not want to cause be the cause of discomfort. And yet the peacemaker makes shares the perspective that peace must first be disrupted in order to allow for greater peace to, bring, to enter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to confront it. My wife is, a very, is very good, at actually, in a lot of uh, peacemaking opportunities that she has taken advantage of and has been able to deal with uh, people. I'll, I'll share an example for you. Uh, a long time ago, we were living in San Diego and um, we were, I was helping my brother-in-law move uh, some items from his house and we had a, a truck Pulled it up into the back side house, a uh, part of the house. And it was a pretty loud tr- vehicle. And um, the neighbor woke up. Well, we didn't know. It was in the morning, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. And so she came out and um, and she was really upset. And she says, you you guys are making so much noise. I can't sleep. And then she says, you beaners. And I just kind of looked at her like, wow. and And then I looked over at my wife, Santa, and she looks at me and she says, Huh, how does she know I like beans? <laughs> and I just Yeah, I'm really up. the top
0: of the food chain here, you know. I'm one of those I just I'm cracking one of the sharpest off. tools in the shed. So I of course am appalled that I'm getting yelled at. I've never had that happen to me. So I walk over to introduce myself and she's like freaking out like I'm coming into her house <laughs> or coming to the door. She doesn't know whether to grab a gun or what to do. And I said, Hey, my name is Santa uh, Dominguez. And yours? And she said oh i'm sorry i just worked nights and i just got to sleep and you guys are waking me up and i'm like oh my goodness we are so sorry i just wanted to cover and introduce myself my father-in-law owns the house in front and we we will we'll be done shortly and um so then i came back to my husband and i was like i just think it's really funny that she called me a beaner because i eat beans a lot i mean i love beans i mean when i first had beans At his house, I was like, why didn't my parents ever let me have beans? I love beans. And now being a vegan, I mean, I live on them. Anyway, I just, so he tells the story because he just finds it really funny. I think it's very funny, but at the same time. I didn't know that it was a really derogatory name for a Hispanic because I was raised Italian. And Italians, we got our own names, but Beaner wasn't one of them.
1: Right, right. And so she, that was an example of a peacemaker. She didn't just like blow the lady off and go, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, which I did. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard that word thrown at me many times and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, you don't after a while you don't even deal with it. Well, she did. She was a peacemaker. She went after it and and talked to this lady and was able to basically straighten it out or work it out. And it reminds me of this uh, scripture, Ephesians 2:14 says, "Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ by dying f- as our sacrifice he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us Mm. and has now made us equal through our union with christ ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion his triune essence has made peace between us by starting over forming Mm. one new race of humanity jews and non-jews fused together and so that is a such a powerful scripture there Mm. that he has torn down us and so just one and which leads to today um so what are the first steps what are the steps that we need towards making peace how do we do this in a practical way and so the first thing is each of us must make a decision to live peaceably Mm -hmm. with others Mm -hmm. that's where it starts we have to want to
0: connect i think when we judge people and we go oh you know they're this kind of person or oh i i know this is what they're going to want to talk once we start judging it's kind of like we put ourselves in the place of god and I think in honor of God being so gracious to bridge to us and constantly woo us, he woos us from the minute we're born. Even from before, it says, before we were born, he knew us. So his whole plan was to woo us to be in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so much as how he's created us in this new humanity is we look at people to build a bridge. We don't say, oh, well, you know, they'll, they're for someone else to reach out to or that's not someone I really have to concern myself with. I think when we realize that God sees us all the same, he's trying to give us those eyes. He's trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, it's almost like, you know, the blind man went, Jesus, please help me, help me. I want to regain my sight. And I feel like that's probably one of the first things we have to do in this time is to say, Lord, open my eyes because I am blind and he will do that. Right. And when we start to see things that way, then we realize that, you know, we do want to connect with people. That's we right. do, it does bring peace and people, it matters to people that you honor them and you reach out to them. And that's the person that walks in that doesn't smell well and maybe is homeless to the person that, you know, has the finer things in life and you would love to be able to invite it to their house for dinner because you heard there were great cooks. I mean, it goes from one extreme to the other. Sure,
1: sure. You know, but... All of that is, points to the fact that God has called us to, um, to live peaceably with all men. Mm-hmm. In Romans 12, 18, it says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, mm-hmm. live peaceably with all men. And so that word, if it is possible, in the Greek, is donatos. And it describes that which is sufficient or necessary, the power that you have or skill or resource to accomplish in You have the resources and the ability to be able to live at peace with all men and do so, right? And so when he says, what, what does as much as depends on you, it's basically that it's on you to go ahead and make a decision, to make a choice as to what you're going to do with the situation. Uh, because, you know, there are some places and times that we have this thing called irreconcilable differences. And, and that's okay. I mean, there's times that we agree to disagree. But the fact is that we still need to honor each other. Mm-hmm. We need to respect each other and say, that's their opinion. I have mine. And so, you know, we just have to move forward. And so the person that uh, is not threatened by that is a person that's going to be more peaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the key is like, you know, we just first, we need to recognize the, who they are. They have been created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so we honor and respect that. And then mm-hmm. we speak into them when God opens opportunities for us, mm-hmm. and so that's the first thing you have to make that decision. The second thing is how you see. You were, you know, you were talking about mm-hmm. having eyes to see. How you see others influences your behavior towards oh, them. Absolutely. Um, I, I mentioned this before um, in, in the Zulu language. There's a, a zawubona. Um, it's a a term that they use when they see each other and that means I see you you. Mm -hmm. and it's not just like, I'm, I, I I recognize that you're there, but it's like, they're saying, I see you. They're looking deeper than just appearance. They're recognizing that there is the, an essence of a human being right Mm -hmm. in front of them. And it's like, I acknowledge your presence, you know, Mm -hmm. much deeper than how we go. Hi, you know? And um, it's a way to make the other person visible and to accept them as they are, even with their virtues, the nuances, even flaws. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I see you. You're a human being. You're like me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, a good example, uh, if you look at the Good Samaritan, yeah. you know, the Good Samaritan, he's beaten, yep. he's he dying. Stop. Mm-hmm. And yet two people, two groups, two people that came by him first and they looked at him, mm-hmm. but they didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Okay, They just recognized that someone had been beat up and they were like busy or whatever and they kept moving on, right? Mm-hmm. They just looked at him. But then someone saw him, a Samaritan, a good Samaritan, saw that this mm-hmm. man was in great need, saw that this man needed someone to take care of him or he was probably gonna, going to perish. And in this mm-hmm. parable, Jesus shares how he did everything he could, as much as he could, to make sure that this man was going to be okay. Um, there's another passage in uh acts acts 14 mm-hmm. it says in lystra there was a man crippled in his feet who was lame from birth and had never walked he was listening to paul as he was speaking and then it says paul looked directly at him and he saw that he had faith to be healed and then he called out and he said stand up on your feet at that the man jumped up and began to walk so paul wasn't just looking at a man when he was preaching. Yeah, he was he, looking through. He was, yeah, he recognized yeah. It. this man right his, now yeah, has faith soul. to believe. So and he's
0: hungry for it. He wants it. Absolutely. He's hoping that I ask him to stand to his feet. He is so ready.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So he saw that. So he was very aware of this man because he looked into his eyes and was like, mm-hmm. this man is ready for some healing. Right. And boom, it happens. Right. And so that's the importance of us seeing each other. I see you. Um, I think that's important. Uh, the it other... helps
0: with, you know, with counseling and, you know, as Christians, you know that cliche, "How you doing?" And then they keep walking. Right. And you're like, I've, "I'm horrible. I'm self-harming, and my life is a mess." And the person walks by so fast they didn't hear it. Right. Um, it's that really wanting to know how are you, right. and st- sticking around long enough, or if things aren't bad, or if things are bad, looking at ways that maybe God might use you to address those things that are bad mm-hmm. in their life. Mm -hmm. That's the difference with just walking by and really looking or really looking to see what they're ready for. Because I feel like there's a real sensitivity for those of us that just have placed our trust and faith in the Lord. The Holy Spirit resides in us and he gives us a sensitivity to know when to say something and when not to. He gives us eyes to see and he gives the Lord's perspective. Says, gives us the mind of Christ. So I feel like that's really important because there's going to come a time when you're around someone that that's the day for you to say, you know what, God has wooed you. Right. He wants you, because in their heart they're needing that. There are other days that you're just going to sense no. Today they are, they are not at all open to hear that God, the Creator of the universe, is reaching out to them. That's right. And they're not interested, and that's what I think the Holy Spirit says. He will give us the words, you know, even before we get there, so we mm-hmm. don't need even to worry about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what's the second thing besides seeing is touch, right? Touching.
1: Yeah, you know, and and it's like. You know, because we're in this COVID thing right now, you know, we're, we're told not to touch, you know, to be very careful, mm-hmm. have distance, yeah. speak. And I think that's that's something that we as humans are actually lacking and needing, wanting, you know. That human touch changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know that for myself, you know, it's just uh, I love to hug. I love to, you know, I love to put my hands on people's I lo- shoulders. You know
0: what? I, I agree. I think my language of love was gifts before. But now that I've gotten older, um, I can't tell you—you know—having you know three bones, you know, broken and plates and uh, ligaments, you know, sewed up. There was a lot of weird pain and a lot of uncomfortable feeling. And I just want to, you know, shout out to you, Enrique. I feel like you were so patient to just keep touching my arm, touching me when I didn't feel good, rubbing my back. I just feel like touch to me is better than any medicine that I've ever had. I get comforted with touch. I know some of you out there are like, oh, it's the last thing I wanna do when I'm in pain. But it's also who's touching you. But someone that really loves you and brings you peace, you want that person. Just like when mm. women are in labor, when we have our babies, we always mm. either our husband rubbing our feet or back, and then there was a point where it was like, don't touch me, right? <laughs> so we, we get that there's times to be touched, but I feel like touch has become such an intricate part of our marriage and, um, what brings me comfort is more than giving me a gift. To me, somebody rubbing my back or just tickling my hand for an hour is better than any beautiful purse or any gift that someone could give me. And so I just really appreciate that touch means a lot to you as well because mm. it's meant a lot to me. That's awesome. So Come let's here. hurry up so that you okay. can rub my back. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, you know, Jesus, he encountered a leper that... Um, That came up to him and he says, uh, he falls down before him in worship and he says, he says, you know, Lord, you have the power to heal me if, if you really want to. Mm -hmm. And Jesus reached out his, reached out his hand and touched the leper and said, of course I want to heal you, be healed. And instantly all signs of leprosy disappeared. But here's the interesting thing that he did. He did two things. He healed them twice. And sometimes we miss that because, um, he healed them of leprosy and we get Mm -hmm. that. We see that instantly. But it says in verse 3, Jesus reached out his hand and touched mm. the leper.
0: Mm, so beautiful.
1: In Israel, during that time, you were not to touch a leper because then at that point, you were considered right. unclean.
0: You took on everything they had.
1: Yeah. You, you were, were automatically considered, considered. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong like in you're that gonna culture. get it.
0: sort of like when you have COVID. Like I think of the Italian doctor. I read about him that they ran out of masks and he was a primary care physician. And all his patients were coming in with COVID and he just looked around and he said, you know, this is what we do. He said, I'm not going to stop caring for them just because I ran out of masks. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that took, and and it did end up taking his life. He ended Mm -hmm. up getting COVID and um, succumbing to it. He was an older man, but he felt so sure that that's what he was supposed to do. And I know every single one of those patients knew that he was joining them with where they were at. He Mm -hmm. wasn't saying, he was just saying, I'm here to serve you and I'm going to reach out. I just, I just thought it was a really beautiful thing. And, you know, what does it say? You know, there's no greater love than a man lay his life down for his brothers. And I really believe that this Italian doctor did it. And um, it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Beautiful tribute to his life.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like when you go the next step, you take the next step. uh, That's what Jesus did for him. He recognized that this man, yes, he needed healing. That was obvious by looking at him. Mm -hmm. But this man, how long had it been since he had been even touched by a human?
0: Yeah, because you remember am,
1: yeah. when you had to walk down the street. They
0: have to like step across the street, right? You
1: did. Mm-hmm. You had to pull your clothes together, and you had to scream out "leper," so everyone would know here comes a leper, and everyone would cross the street, or you had to cross the street, or they say "get out of here, don't yeah. you know, don't infect us." And so, who touched him over who knows how long? You know, maybe he just was in desperate need of a mm-hmm. human human being to touch him, and so Jesus breaks the Jewish, you know, their their laws by placing his hand on this man, you know, and saying, of course I want to heal you, be healed. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, um, and, and you know, and I think that kind of points to how important it is for us to touch one another, mm-hmm. you know, as people, you know, a physical preach it, touch brother, is preach good. It. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of a story when I when I was working in the uh, inner city of Buffalo, I was bringing in different groups from the uh, suburbs uh, into uh, the city. And uh, it was uh, a lot of great ministry was going on in these parks with the little children and so on and so forth. And I was talking to one of the pastors there and he said, you know, he says, I, I really appreciate all the programs and all the people that you're bringing from all over the place uh, to come and minister to the kids, you know, in the city, uh, in the parks, he says, but um, there's, there's one thing that we would really love to have. And I'm like, what, what, what do you need? And immediately I was already thinking something, right? What, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And he says, you come over to reach us. He says, but you don't touch us. And I'm like, hmm. what, what do you mean? And then he puts his hand on my shoulder. He said, you don't touch us. And I was like, whoa, you're right. And so from that point on, it was like-
0: My husband touches everybody, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I I said, you touch everybody. Yeah. (laughs) He hugs everybody. He's worse than any Italian aunt that I ever had. He's always touching people. And with this whole COVID thing, he's in the hospital. It's like, honey. Gotta have a mask on. You got people don't <laughs> want you doing what you're doing well, when yeah, you're in the sorry. hospital environment.
1: Yeah, they need a touch. They need a human touch, right? Um, and so I thought that was very important that this person, that this pastor, was aware that even though they were reaching his community, that there was not that human interaction of touch. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, that's important. It isn't. Um, the other things to hear, to listen pe- yeah, to people that's really intently, hard. Mm-hmm. give them undivided attention. I fall to this a lot. Mm-hmm. I could be talking to my wife and I could be doing this. On my phone, and I'm listening. Well, is right? somebody?
0: Rec- this is this is in. <laughs> re- this is being recorded right now, huh, I And I it love is. it. I know it is. Drives me nuts.
1: And so, so it's like you know, we're talking to our kids, or we'll say, "Hey, kids, put your phone away before you sit down at the table." And so, um, those are things we're we're listening, but are we really? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not undivided. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the question is. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a story of a, um, when the telegraph was out there and um, there was a, um, a, a need of a position to be filled, uh, someone to work in the telegraph room. And, and so a, a lot of people were se- seated waiting to be interviewed mm-hmm. and you could hear the clacking going on, clack, 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 going on. And this young man comes in and he sits down and then within like a minute, he stands up and he goes right into the office. And everyone else was looking at him like, what in the world is this guy doing? Did, they didn't even call his name. Why is he walking straight? Man, he's, I don't know what he's doing. He walks out with the boss and the boss says, gentlemen, um, uh, thank you for coming. Um, the, the position has been filled. And they said, we haven't even been interviewed. What are you talking about? He said, you didn't notice, but all that clacking you were hearing, was us clacking, the secretary clacking and saying, if you can understand this code, then walk right into the office and go secure your job, your position. And that gentleman did. He knew what was being said. He was listening to what the clacking oh, was. Oh, it was like a code? Yeah, it was in Morse it was code. Like Morse code. And he walked right in, and because that's what the Morse code was saying. If you want your job, just walk through that door. And this young man got up, walked through that door, and he was able wow. to secure his job. So sometimes we hear, but we don't listen, mm-hmm. right? we're not really listening mm-hmm. intently. And so I think that's one of the things that we need to recognize that we need to listen with you know with our hearts wide open. And Proverbs 1:5 says a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Mm-hmm. So it's like in hear and increase learning. And so that means you know intently listening mm-hmm. and asking the right questions and so that they feel like they have been heard. I think that's one of the most important things in counseling.
0: Oh, yeah! People need
1: to know that they've been heard. They need to you know? connect
0: with someone they know or is listening. Right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you do those things, if you have an awareness, you see them, you hear them, you touch them, then you are expressing a, that kind of love that's called agape. It's an agape style kind of love. And that love mm-hmm. is a love that comes from God. It's one that is very aware of the people around you. Um, That kind of love is unconditional, which is the kind of love that God has for all of us. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in your journey, God loves you. And He he does not place conditions on how He's going to love you, when He's going to love you, where He's going to love you. He loves you. He created you. He placed His image inside you. And so when we as people align ourselves to that and we start loving each other with that kind of love, Mm -hmm. it changes people. It changes us. And secondly we experience God, Yes. okay? In 1 John 4, 16, it says, God is love. It's not saying that he has love, he shows love. It says that he is love. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: word love is agape. He's that unconditional God style kind of love. When we take a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to have an experience with God, then go love someone. With that agape but I just
0: and but at but, the same time I want to make sure that for those of you that really don't think you've ever experienced God's love for you, mm-hmm. I think it's really important you have to you have to connect with the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I, I don't want to love with my own love. It's not good enough. Lord, I'm a judgmental person. I am unforgiving. I am I hold grudges. I mean, when we're left to our old humanity. Mm -hmm. We really, this is just all really nice stuff to hear, but I just want to encourage you that this is available for you. God is wooing you. If you're not in relationship with God, He is wooing you. And for those of us that are, He's saying, come deeper. Let deep cry out to deep. Experience connection and agape with people you have never experienced it before this year. Mm -hmm. Especially now with COVID and just all the reasons that we're to keep distant and um, no hugging, and just there's so many things. It's so important that the church really rise up, and uh, even if it's just through telecommunications, really connecting with people That's right. and really experiencing that agape um, because God didn't die for us. He didn't, the whole gospel message isn't just for us to say our sins are forgiven, it was for us to. To be able to live abundantly, mm-hmm. he didn't want us to live broken, scattered, shattered lives. He he died and rose to tell us that that power is available to us, so we could live abundantly. Mm-hmm. So we invite you to that. Yeah, and that's a really good word.
1: Yeah, I I think that you know you know along with what you just said, I think that the key for all of us is to recognize you know what God is doing in each of us, you know, and to be aware of what God is doing in others. And, mm-hmm. and then to start that conversation with people, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a relationship with another mm-hmm. and it's just walking with them, you know, and mm-hmm. as you, you know, share your experiences that you have with God and maybe that will encourage them to, mm-hmm. to pursue. Uh, who knows what their background is, but um, you're not going to know if you're not going to ask, if you're not going to be in a relationship, you'll mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important that it's, it's about people. It's about relationship, a relationship mm-hmm. with God. In a relationship with one another, that is the great commandment. Yeah, that's right, love yeah. the Lord your God yeah, with, all with all your heart, heart, mind, soul, and strength, mm-hmm. and then love your neighbor Amen. as yourself. And it's it's simple. You know, speaking Very of simple. love,
0: yeah, it is like speaking of love. I think we should do a little of that touch tonight. You know, like a little back <laughs> and stuff like that. What do you think? I think that sounds I good. Think we should, we, I, think right. we, I think we should. Well, all right. I think we. God bless you, you. God bless you. You have a night where you somebody you love. Just reach out.
1: Take care. Bye bye.